Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 5, Episode 11 of Charmed. The importance of being Phoebe. (laughs) Oof. So, we've turned a corner on Cole, yet again. We've been turning a lot of corners on Cole. I was personally enjoying crazy Cole from the last couple of episodes, but now we're just back in evil camp. You say back in evil camp, but... This is the evilest Cole has ever been, not counting when he first showed up and was, like, a demon sent to kill them. Like, this is truly, this is the first time since he fell in love with Phoebe that I felt like Cole was truly evil. Yeah, which, it seems odd to go from last episode, I'm gonna turn Phoebe into a mummy until she figures out that she loves me, Cole, too. I guess I'm going to be the source again, Cole. He, well, no, he's he's done with being the source, but he's going to rule the underworld. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- that's functionally what the source did, right? I mean, he is being the source in deed, if not in name. Right. But he's kind of like, he's reorganizing the underworld under new management, as opposed to just becoming the source, right? So he doesn't want to be the CEO of Evil Inc. He wants Evil Inc. to be dissolved and he wants to be in charge of coal corp coal corp yes okay i have to say up front that this episode was kind of painful for me because of the sexism i mean yeah but no (laughs) no every the whole thing about this episode is that cole is using his evil powers to make people do things that are going to hurt the Hallowells. And people are behaving in nonsensical ways because Cole is manipulating them. And I understand. Don't think I don't understand. I understand that's why it's happening. But it was still really painful to watch. Like, no, you can't sue an advice columnist for giving you advice, well, I mean, you can sue yeah, anyone I was for anything. Say, what did you tell me about but, be, about suing? Yeah, you can sue anyone for anything, but that's not that's not a suit that Phoebe should be concerned about. It's not a suit that uh, Elise should be firing her over. Okay, see, I was about to say the thing is, all of the stuff that happens is because of Cole. But the thing is, they all assume that it's a magic thing. They all immediately figure out that, oh, someone's messing with us magically when Phoebe gives terrible advice that has probably ruined several lives. And Americans will sue over anything. And Paige got into a car accident while talking on a cell phone and not paying attention. Also, the health department is trying to shut down P3. And remember that whole thing with the fruit? Yeah. Like, Piper doesn't give a shit about her club, and even when she did, she was violating law stuff all the time. So, there's really no reason that they should assume that all of this is magic-based, but it is. Uh, but yeah, I actually, I enjoyed this episode, and I feel bad about that because it's not a good episode, but I had a lot of fun with it. It's very... Okay, okay, okay. I feel like we should get ahead of this before the episode actually starts. How sex work negative it is? Yeah, yeah. Like, not to be the very liberal podcast that we are. No, we can be that. Also, I... I... Yes, I, I know you are a leftist. Thank you. But we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna go into this. Sorry, people who don't like it when we do that. But... <laughs> 
I if someone pointed this out because I was like I, I put on Twitter and also Blue Sky. Uh, I was like, it seems really weird how sex negative the underworld is, and someone's like, well, doesn't that make sense because they're evil? And I'm like, oh, hmm. Okay. Now, now you've got me over a barrel. Okay, so I don't think that person was being like, um, actually, in you. I saw that tweet, and that skeet. I I think that person was kind of trying to justify it, like, well, they're no, evil, and it, and it works. It works as a but. That's clearly not what's intended by the authors of the episode. Exactly. The show itself does not care for sex workers. So, yeah, we'll we'll just we'll be talking about that all episode because it is very very odd that this is something they care about in the underworld. But let's get into the episode. Paige is talking to Phoebe on her cellular telephone while driving, which you should not do. Mm-hmm. Like, I know this is the early 2000s, but people... <laughs> Sorry, you're previewing my time freeze. <laughs> uh, but I feel like people did know that you weren't supposed to talk on a cell phone while driving. Yeah, but people did it anyway. Mm. And Bluetooth wasn't really a thing yet. So yeah. people were like, I had no choice! So Paige is like... I finally found Eye of Newt. If it was good enough for Shakespeare, it's good enough to kill Cole, right? And Phoebe's like, eh, I don't know if we should kill Cole. And Paige is like, what? And she's like, eh, I don't know if we should kill Cole. And Paige's like, last episode. There's a whole, you finally turned the corner. And what, what is this? Is this season two of Buffy? Are, are you Buffy and Cole's angel now? And even though he's evil and killing people, you need to feel ready to kill him? Well... I think that this is a sign that Phoebe is depressed. The things that used to bring her joy, no longer like trying to vanquish Cole, no longer do. He doesn't even want it anymore. You know, the whole reason she wasn't vanquishing him was because he wanted to be... Oh my god. So, I know the vanquish wouldn't have worked anyway, but I still do kind of feel like we can put this woman's death on Phoebe. No... No. I, I... If you have the chance to kill a serial killer and you choose not to, and then that serial killer kills more people, aren't you kind of responsible for that? Oh, you mean because he, she didn't vanquish him a few episodes ago. I thought you meant because of her half-hearted, like, oh, are we even going to vanquish him just now? No, no, I mean her having a vanquishing potion ready for him and then being like, no, wait, you want us to kill you, so I'm not going to do it. I mean, ultimately, Cole is the one responsible, but yeah, Phoebe could have intervened and did not. So morally, there's a little bit of although, a little bit of stain falls to her. Although, again, to be fair, she didn't know. I mean, it wouldn't have worked. But it's one of those things where I don't mention it on Twitter because I don't want to be dogpiled. But I think Batman is at least a little responsible for most of the murders Joker does. I'm sorry, basically all of them. So the funny thing is... In the TV show Batman Beyond, mm-hmm. Terry's family, Terry is Batman Beyond. Yes. So his family gets taken out by this, like, this powerful CEO. Mm-hmm. And then when he goes to kill him, Bruce is like, no, don't do it. You'll be just as bad as him if you kill him. And you'll fall into vengeance and it'll never stop. And, okay, Bruce, maybe that was your justification, but... For all of Batman Beyond, basically everything that Terry has to deal with is because of Max Powers. A villain who was named for a Simpsons episode (laughs) slash 
a setting on a hair dryer. <laughs> yeah. Bruce should have let him kill him day one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm specifically, I'm not talking about Batman refusing to kill the Joker, which, eh, whatever. But the fact that he repeatedly goes out of his way to save the Joker. Like, there, there there's an issue where Nightwing beats the Joker to death. And then Batman resuscitates him so that Dick Grayson won't be a murderer. Well, okay, I mean, it is a common theme in the Batman mythology that Batman creates his own villains. So Batman not being able to kill the Joker, like, that, it, it makes sense thematically. But you didn't have to bring him back. Or that one story arc where he's sentenced to die, like, he gets the death penalty... But it was for a murder he didn't commit, and then Batman has to, like, Batman proves that he didn't do it, and then he doesn't get the death penalty. And it's like, yeah, but he's killed, like, dozens of other people. Right? It's like Al Capone going to jail for tax evasion. Yeah, like, he didn't commit this specific murder, but, like... I mean, I am against capital punishment. I am also against capital punishment. But it's DC. Like, the Joker dying means that you don't have to deal with him for six months. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into, like, carceral politics when we're talking about Gotham. I, I don't want to be that person who's like, um, actually, Gotham really should invest in mental health infrastructure. Okay. Again, not to get into it, because it's a whole thing, and I know this is just a justification they created, but there's a couple of reasons that that doesn't work generally, blah, 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 the Wayne Foundation or whatever. But, like, it's either the Court of Owls, you know, the secret group of rich people who make everything awful in Gotham so they can profit off it. Uh-huh. Or it's because there's, like, a curse or something. I don't remember what exactly. But there is a thing about Gotham being, like, a dark city because of some magic bullshit. Well, I mean, Gotham is the structural inequality that we deal with in the real world taken to an extreme. Hmm. That's why villains are more extreme, because it's they're, they're created by the same structural inequality that exists here you know Hmm. and yeah so saying oh well they should just fix it is like missing the point because it's like look in the mirror yeah (laughs) remove the plank from your own eye (laughs) also the whole batman beats up poor mentally ill people is incorrect batman beats up rich mentally ill people because most of his uh most of his rogues gallery comes from money I mean, like, two-thirds of them are doctors. Yeah. Anyway, Paige is in a car accident. Yeah, Paige uh, is so distracted by Phoebe saying that she doesn't want to kill Cole that she runs right into another woman who is driving. I mean, it's not because she's on her phone. She is on her phone, and that is unsafe. But we do see a demon, like... He's chanting in Latin to make the car crash. It's the secret ancient Latin car crashing spell. Basically. All right, so we go from that to the most clothed strip club you will ever see. Yeah, yeah. Like, these women are wearing beach-appropriate clothing. These women are wearing clothing that would be classified as modest on a beach. Yeah, like you could go into a restaurant that was on a beach. Not not a regular restaurant, but a Some way. regular restaurants. Well, if it was on the beach. I I I feel like you could wear this to like a restaurant in LA. Yeah. Or New York probably. Yeah. Like 
but Cole is at a very, uh, I'd say strip club, but I guess they're just pole dancing and not very well. Not to be, not to critique, but this is some very, very half-hearted pole dancing. Like, they're not even, they're just walking around the poles. I, I, I get it, it's for ambiance, but you can hire, like, one person who actually knew how to pole dance. Well, we're in Portland. Where it's much easier to find people who know how to pole dance. Yeah. I mean, like, the oldest strip club in America is here. We have, like, really, really high-end strip clubs here. You're just used to people knowing how to pole dance. Plus, like, it, it became the popular thing for a while there. Like, remember when Pilates supplanted yoga briefly as the thing, you know, you do to get fit if you were of a certain age? Um, you said when Pilates supplanted yoga? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, no, I know pole dancing was... Briefly in vogue, is that? Yes. In fact, when I when I took a pole dancing class, which I'm going to start again, I really, really enjoyed the pole dancing class I took. Hmm. I specifically looked for a studio that was not a fitness studio because, like I said, we live in Portland. There were multiple pole dancing studios. And some of the studios on their webpage were like, this isn't just for stripping, it's actually an art form. And I was like, don't denigrate the people who created your art form. So the one that I went to is one that... Uh, this is for stripping. Yeah. Strippers only! Well, actually, they were very welcoming of me, but there were people who stripped for a living who were training and practicing there. So. I mean, and you had very impressive strength. Presumably still do. We haven't done yoga for, uh, together in a while, but like... On that one yoga with Adrian video that always kicked my ass and still does. It's one of the things I do on ab day. It's day six of her 30 day challenge. Yeah, it's and you can feel it. That That's uh, six minute uh, abs yoga with Adrian. Uh-huh. And highly, highly recommend. But like even now where I have been working out for a while, I have abs in the right lighting. Like even now. It's really hard for me to get through that video, and you did a really great job with it. So oh, thank you. I will say, um, taking pole dancing classes, it was the it was. I also enjoy yoga, but it was one of the few exercise things that I really enjoyed doing. Like it was fun to do, and it just made me extra mad at gym class from high school, especially because like the instructor showed me the right way to climb up the pole, and I was like. Oh, so I could have done the rope climb if the gym teacher had actually shown me the right way to do it instead of just being like, climb, just climb. I wish they just made us do push-ups and stuff instead of, I guess we did sports or whatever. I'm sorry. I just, I showed you that picture of Patrick Stewart, right? The one where he's like on the beach and he's really ripped, mm -hmm. but you, it's obviously him. Like it, it's not a Photoshop thing. It's obviously him. Because he was in his 70s when he when that picture was taken, and I was reading the interview about it, and he was like, yeah, I do 100 push-ups every day. And that's what you look like when you do 100 push-ups every day. And I'm like, jeez, I wish we had done that in gym class. Okay, but here's the thing. He has good form. I feel like in gym class, in most gym classes, they don't actually teach you form. They're just like, do it. Mm. And then you mess up your arm, like I did in gym class. And then your gym teacher's like, no, you're fine. God made you strong. 
And then they get fired. Was this when you... Hey, my gym teacher got fired in high school, too. Although for less savory reasons than that. This is in elementary school. Oh. I was talking about in high school, I had a gym teacher who got fired because he was watching the girls change. This gym teacher got fired because they um, didn't take it seriously when people got injured in gym class. I, I wasn't I wasn't the only person who was seriously injured in that, and the gym teacher was like, shake it off! <laughs> was this a school with the guy who hypnotized people? or? No, no. This was actually the Catholic school I went to before I went to the school where the vice principal got fired because he hypnotized students. I should have figured with the God made you strong thing. I, I Although it could have been hypnotism God, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This... I, I'm sorry, Cole's in a strip club. Hey, hey, our listeners need to know <laughs> that the vice principal of my high school got fired for hypnotizing students. Yeah, I read an article about that. Like, before we met, I read an article about that. When you told me that happened, I was like, hey, I read an article about that. <laughs> yeah. So. It turns out it's a demon strip club. Whoa, demons. So, yeah, Cole has a special stripper named Kaya who it took me about halfway through the episode to realize that this actress is very, very clearly doing a Tara Reid impression. Which, as you pointed out, is interesting because it means she's doing a baby voice different from the baby voice that Alyssa Milano does so that we can differentiate them when she shapeshifts into Alyssa Milano. Yeah, because Cole's like, you know what I want, baby, and the woman shapeshifts into Alyssa milano boy we're two for two on the Alyssa milano doing sexy dances while under mind control and or being shapeshifted into Oof. yeah so she does a little sexy dance on top of cole for let's be clear way too long mm-hmm. and then as she starts going down his body you know suggesting that she's per you know about to perform oral sex on him then we cut to credits i mean seriously it's so long yeah. It's uncomfortable. And I'm like, who is this for? I mean, honestly, I've never really been a strip club guy because they mostly seem really, really depressing. I'll, I'll admit it. I've never really been to one. I've been to a lot of burlesque shows, which are adjacent to strip clubs. But oh, my God. Portland. Yes. Yeah, so it's a it's a different feel. But it's nerdy steampunk stripping. <laughs> it's stripping, but artsy and with bad jokes. But, like... I don't know. I don't get why it's supposed to be sexy. And I'm not doing that. I'm not being one of those, oh, I don't watch porn because it's so hokey. Which, porn should be hokier. You know what? I'm putting that out in the universe. I am probably actually going to cut this. Oh, okay. Wait, do you want to keep going? Well, I mean, I was just going to bring up that uh, the the porn I've always enjoyed has always had a little, has always been comedic. Had a little bit of, of, of comedic thing in it. Um, the porn I usually enjoy is the ones that are like takeoffs of other TV shows. And I mean that, that Game of Thrones one where, where for dragons, they just took cats on a green screen and superimposed them in the sky. Perfect. No notes. No, I just, I like the. I like the bits at the beginning where they're just like really bad sketches done by really bad actors. Like you've seen the you've seen the one with the the guy who's in the tub and then the woman comes in and she's a lifeguard and she's like, You look like you need help and he's like, No, I'm in the bathtub and she's like, Oh no, you're drowning and he's like, No, I'm in the bathtub. No, I've never seen that. That's it's, funny. It's so funny. Obviously it I followed a, a Twitter thing that just posted the intros or the one where the woman sees a snake in a tree. <laughs> And it's like this 
stuffed snake you'd like win in a circus thing and she's like there's a snake in a tree and the guy just like takes a rake and then he moves the snake off of the tree and he throws it over the fence and she's like you saved me how can i thank you and he's like oh. and then it you know cuts because presumably they have sex after it <laughs> but like i just want to watch really short scenes with really bad actors wait so do you want to watch porn with the porn taken out kind of yeah is this why you like Christian movies so much? I mean, yeah, because it's that general vibe. Yeah. Really bad acting, no sex. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Christian movies. Yeah. So Paige is in the hospital now. Yes. Yeah, Paige is in the hospital because she doesn't feel like she deserves healing because, you know, she was talking on a cell phone and ran straight into another woman's car. But also, now that Phoebe has joined them... It's, it's not about Paige anymore. It's about Phoebe being sued by somebody who she gave bad advice to. And oh my god, I love this so much. It's true, it's true. Every time... Okay, just to, to, for, just to like, preview this, Paige is going to get arrested for vehicular manslaughter, and Phoebe is still going to be making it all about her. It is the importance of being Phoebe all over the place here. But it's fantastic because, you know... Paige is talking about she's like oh I'm injured and I feel so guilty because I injured that other woman and Phoebe crawls on top of the bed shoves Paige's face into the pillow and she's like what about me I'm being sued also Piper is being harassed by the health department because P3 is full of rats P3 is filthy <laughs> and Phoebe asks why she doesn't just use magic to fix all of the violations. And she's like, oh, personal gain is apparently a thing this episode. And Phoebe points out, and I am on her side here. Okay, this is why demons always have the upper hand. Because they can fucking use their magic. And for some reason, we can't. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Go Phoebe. I'm with Phoebe. And then Paige is all like, well, that's because we're good and they're evil. Like, I'm sorry. Your your club not being shut down is is evil. Well, maybe it is. How about your club not poisoning people is evil? So Phoebe's like, whatever. I wish I could just turn all lawyers into rats. Not like that wouldn't already be redundant. Uh uh uh. And and Piper's like, Phoebe, my my fetus can hear you and is is taking in your evil. Apologize to my fetus. Kiss my belly. Okay, see, I, you're putting that on Piper, but I was like, Phoebe is so over the top because Piper's like, stop talking about turning evil. I have a, I have a, a, a little baby Wiccan inside of me. And Phoebe like pushes her face into Piper's belly and is like, I'm sorry, baby. I'm like, it's... Holly Marie Combs looks so pissed off. I was like, is Alyssa Milano a little high? This episode, that's what I'm, that's the vibe I'm getting. That is the vibe I'm getting. And I was joking earlier when I said she crawled over Paige in the bed and shoved her face in the pillow to get her to shut up. But she does literally crawl over Paige in order to stick her face into Holly Marie Combs's belly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, just understand that throughout this entire episode, like as you're hearing us describe it, just understand that the vibe is that Alyssa Milano is just a little bit high. Yeah, honestly, yeah. So, this heartwarming moment of sisterly bonding is interrupted when the police come to arrest Paige for hitting and running, which she didn't. How? She just hit. I, that's part of the thing that bothers. 
get it. I get it. It's cold using his evil manipulation stuff or whatever to make the cops arrest her. But she's she's in the hospital. Presumably an ambulance came from the accident site and brought her to the hospital. There is no running involved. I can't even. It can't even. The thing that's fantastic about this episode is that as we were watching it, every time we complained, literally the next thing that was on screen was to address our complaints. For example, literally the next scene is the demon who cast the car crashing spell on Paige coming in to Cole and being like, hey, so I brainwashed the police into arresting Paige. And Cole's like, excellent. I'm evil now. See, I'm cleaner shaven and I'm wearing a suit and uh, I'm a lawyer again. Like, I'm not the sad slubby guy, you know, eating Chinese food and being haunted by the avatars. He also has the blueprints to the manor. Mm -hmm. And he is talking about how he is going to take over the manor and... Legally and therefore mystically. And take control of the nexus slash the hollow slash the woogie. These things all kind of get conflated. Yeah. But the Nexus, which is the powerful source of magic that the Charmed Ones... Ancestors built the manor over so that they could harness its power for good. Right. Harness. Harnish is not a word. But once he takes it over, it'll be evil, and then he'll be able to use its powers for evil, and he'll be able to make Phoebe evil with the Nexus, and then once she's evil, she'll definitely want to bone him again. Hmm. Yeah, Cole's evil now, but he's not particularly smart. I mean, I feel like a lot of the... uh, I mean, it does end up kind of working out for him, so... uh, But, like, a lot of... A lot of stuff... uh, You know what? I want to nitpick. It's not the worst plan anyone's ever come up with in Charmed. No, there have definitely been worse plans. Like, it's not fantastic, but... Also, I don't feel like what happens should work for them legally having ownership of the house because a lot of it depends on them going to a bail bonds person and putting the house up as collateral oh don't get oh oh i'm sorry this is you you actually have a a law degree in this and my specialty is real estate yeah i it hurt my soul i just had to keep being like it it It, mystery science theater 3000 mantra Oh, it's just monkey it? singing songs, mate. That is essentially it's yes. That is essentially the mystery science theater three thousand mantra. Anyway, Kaya the stripper comes in, except she has shape shifted to look like Phoebe, and she's like, "Hey, husband, I love you. I brought you lunch," and tries to make out with him, and he's like, "You're not Phoebe. Phoebe hates me." Okay. 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 Uh, two things. First thing. Is this the important thing about Kaya that we did not let our listeners know? Oh, no. That she's blonde? Oh, God, yeah, she's blonde, so, you know. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yes, she's blonde. Nice knowing you, Kaya. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're not making it multiple episodes. You're no Cole's assistant lady, who mm. is also blonde, but did make it several episodes. I, I honestly had these two characters conflated in my head, so I was a little surprised when she died later in the, uh, earlier in the show. But, yeah. uh, no. I want to give Alyssa Milano credit for doing a different baby voice. Like, she 
had an easy out character acting wise and instead she is doing a pretty good job of aping this woman's mannerisms which she aped from tara reed but the uh second thing is cole was definitely about to get a blowjob at the beginning of the episode but now he's not cool with kissing her when she looks like phoebe okay i mean sure I mean, I think the big thing is he's not excited about her showing up at his place of business and trying to, as as flimsy as it was, trying to trick him into thinking she actually is Phoebe. He doesn't. He doesn't want her on her terms. He wants her on his terms. Yeah, you know that makes sense. And I could also see being upset if you went to a strip club and the next day the stripper came to your office dressed as your wife. <laughs> I can see where that would be off-putting. Your estranged ex-wife. Your estranged ex- yes. Okay, so remember when there was the episode where Paige and Phoebe switched bodies? Yeah. And remember how they had to do the thing where Paige had a had a lollipop because they hadn't- because we'd only just met her, so doing a body swap episode didn't really make a lot of sense that early in the- in her run? Yeah. Okay. Kaya twirls her hair. Which is something Phoebe would never do because she's too sophisticated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to mention it now. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love Cole this Cole literally says that. Uh, so Cole's demon assistant guy this episode is like, she's one of those stripper demons. Do you want me to just kill her? Like, she only wants to be near you because you have power. And he was like, well, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, I know I was annoyed at her earlier, but now I'm kind of enjoying having this woman I can reject. Oh, God, there's a weird dynamic there. Mm-hmm. Well, he likes the validation of knowing that this type of demon is drawn towards people with power, and she's clearly very drawn towards him, therefore he is very powerful. You don't... We already know you're in, you know, mega Satan, Cole. I guess... I guess it always feels nice to have your ego stroked, but, like, eh. Anyway, uh, she's she's about to flounce out because, it's like, look, it's, you're always fun, Kaya, but, like, I have serious business. You need to leave. And she's like, I bet you wouldn't make me leave if I was Phoebe. And he's like, well, duh, obviously. She starts to flounce out as Kaya, and he's like, you came in as Phoebe. You have to go out as Phoebe or else everybody's going to know I'm a demon. And it's like. You had this entire conversation with the door open. <laughs> I mean, I, I, also, I know, but... Oh, no, people are going to find out you're a demon. What what, what would happen, Cole? What would happen? Oh, I guess the cleaners would come. Yeah. And the cleaners are probably the only people who are powerful enough to take out Cole at this point. Until Never Wy- mind. Complaint retracted. <laughs> Until Wyatt's born. No, even then, the cleaners are able to take... Oh, yeah, well, yeah. The, yeah. O- the only reason the cleaners you know, don't win in that episode is because the Charmed Ones are like, well, fuck you, we won't charm anymore. Also, Piper kills a lot of people. She just, she makes the Golden Gate Bridge disappear. Everyone on it will die. But they're not, they don't, they're not able to beat the cleaners with just pure power. They're only able to kind of manipulate the cleaners, so. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, Cole Cole has a little look. I, I... I hate it when she goes, but I love watching her leave because it's Phoebe's butt now. Meanwhile, P3, the health inspector's like, this place is disgusting. And Piper's like, oh, well, pff, please, little Clorox, little Windex. Dishwalla would never play at a club <laughs> this filthy. <laughs> 
And and Piper's trying to defend herself, but it's very difficult because a rat runs across the floor. And Piper decides that the best course of action is to grab a broom and try to beat the rat to death with it. And the guy's like, look, I'm going to give you like a month and then I'm going to come back and you need to not be open. And, and Piper's like, if our club is closed for a month, we won't have a club. And the guy's like, rat. Uh, Piper tries to blow it up, but mostly she's just frustrated. Like, she's trying to destroy the rat out of anger, not, like, because she thinks it's going to help anything. And Leo's like, hey, sweetie, is there anything I can condescendingly mansplain to you to make you feel better? And she's like, no, it's just so much stuff is going on. Magic! Which, normally, this is the sort of thing Piper goes to, and it's very annoying. But she's right here, it is magic, so... Yeah. Phoebe, we mentioned before that Phoebe's being sued for giving bad advice, right? Yes, we've mentioned that a few times. Phoebe's getting sued for giving bad advice. Amazing. Anyway, it turns out the rats were demons, and they turned back into demons. So that we blink out. Yeah, but that's just so that we know they were demons. But why does it matter to us if the rats were demons or if demons had sent the rats? Or if Cole just grabbed a couple of rats and thrown them through the window. Like, yeah like all right at the at the precinct Paige is getting her mugshot taken okay can i talk about how distracting her outfit is um you mean the fact that it's like a black bodysuit with a green cobweb over it yeah like why is she that's why she was in an accident <laughs> She couldn't, she didn't have any range of motion with that weird cobwebby thing over her arms. I, I think it looks like kind of a ripped up uh, Dwayne Reed bag, maybe. <laughs> See, it, it, to me, it looks like when I say cobweb, I mean, it looks like somebody stretched together those, uh, those Halloween yeah. things that you. Or, or like she's a traffic safety person. If she, oh, she's yeah. someone. Who's waving kids across the street? It's 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 a very odd look. Yeah. Phoebe, meanwhile, is wearing a lovely Yannick shirt. It is. It really is. It frames her head like a clit. Paige is like, Daryl, aren't you gonna get me out of this? And Daryl's like, No. And she's like, But you get me out of other stuff. And he's like. Yeah, when you're, there's, like, magic happening, not when you... <laughs> not when you T-bone a lady because you were talking on your cell phone while driving. Also, your parents died in a car accident, Paige. I think you'd be, like... A little more careful? Yeah. And this is... Anyway, no... Whatever I can orb! I mean, that's what happened. That is what's gonna happen when, later, yeah. I mean, that's what happened when her parents died. Oh, right. Oh, oh, I thought you meant it doesn't matter if she gets thrown in jail because she can just orb out. Oh. Which is what's going to happen yeah, later. Yeah. So, at the newspaper... Elise says that there's a pretty good case that Phoebe's advice was so bad that it crossed the line into being actively malicious. And you know what? I was going to argue about that. <laughs> but I... You know, now that I say it out loud, I take it back. Phoebe's advice was so bad, it was actively malicious. Okay, so, uh, did you bring this question to your group? We don't see what the question was. Okay. We just know that, we we don't see what the question itself was, we just know that she told someone to leave her husband. Well, someone who was about to get married, but was having cold feet, she told her, if you have any, 
you know, if you have any hesitations at all, run, run for the hills, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, if they had already paid for a bunch of stuff, I'm not saying that it would actively work, but I can see a shady lawyer being like, yeah, there's, it's entirely possible we could win this. Okay, that is... Okay, that kind of thing does sometimes come up on, like, law school exams. But... I'm not saying it's a good lawsuit, but I'm saying it is a plausible lawsuit someone could file and think that they might be able to win. Or at very least, get the paper to pay them to leave. That's much more likely. Elise also points out that it's become really clear that Phoebe is just down on love after her whole divorce, and people are realizing it. They're, like, going back through her old columns and realizing that she just keeps telling people to leave their husbands. And, um... I don't know. I'm in a good marriage, and I feel like I, I jumped to leave him a lot, too. Yeah. I, I really felt strongly about this advice. I was like, yeah, leave him. Leave him. Yeah. Like, people complain about, you know, Ada and our slash relationship and all that jazz. If you're on Ada asking about your spouse, then leave them. Like, they always say, oh, these forums jump to, you know, breaking up and divorce too quickly. But the thing is, like, you should be with someone who you're generally okay with. Well, I mean, it's just a sampling error. Like, the people who come to Reddit for relationship advice are not in good relationships, usually. I hope I don't get sued for saying that they should all leave them, but they should all leave them. Everyone should break up with everyone. That is the official position of this podcast. Leave whoever you're with right now! No, I'm I'm fun. (laughs) See? That's how you get around that. That's how Phoebe should have gotten around that. Just end every advice column with just funnin'. Meanwhile, at the manor, Daryl has come to tell Piper that Paige is in jail and he's not going to do anything about it. And then Paige orbs in and is like, ooh, awkward. <laughs> and Daryl's like, God fucking damn it, Paige. I, I'm going to get fired because of this. And Okay, so for a second, I was like, why would you get fired for this? But then he's like, because I keep bailing you out. So they're going to assume that I'm the one who let you out. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. Another thing where the episode very wisely got ahead of the... I think, very valid complaint that you had about that. Also, she tells Daryl that she's not going to get caught because she put pillows underneath her blankets. Like, like this is a sitcom from the 1950s, and she's a 10-year-old child sneaking out the window. The thing is, and Piper does not mention this, that actually did work for Prue in that earlier, like, in that, like, season... That was a season one episode. Andy was still alive for that. Yeah. But, yep, that's how Prue, when when Piper snuck Prue out of prison because she stole a feather from a museum. God. Anyway, Paige promises that she'll go back before they arraign her so that... At two. Yes. Remember this, audience. So, Paige and Piper have both reached the conclusion that the person who's making people do terrible lawsuits against them... And criminal charges and health inspector shutdowns is obviously the demon who knows the most about the law, Cole. I'm sure there are other demons who know more about the law than Cole. I don't know. Cole's been a demonic lawyer since, like, the 1920s. Yeah, but there have to be, like, demons who've been alive for, like, hundreds of years who have been lawyers. Or more recent demons who are just better at law than Cole. Eh, Cole's a pretty good lawyer demon. So now the real Phoebe storms into the office and is like, Cole, stop messing with our lives! And Cole's like, 
Phoebe? And Phoebe's like, I hate you. Shut up. And he's like, oh, okay, Phoebe. She gets really mad and starts throwing all the papers around his desk. It's hilarious. She's just like hurling papers. She's slapping papers. And he's like, hey, stop that. <laughs> he is mega Satan and she is one of the charmed ones. This is so ridiculous. She says that she can't use magic on him because it would be personal gain, but she is a charmed one and he is a demon. I feel like it is within the rules for her to vanquish him. And he's like, aha, uh-huh, you just wanted to see me in my office. Look at me in my big boy suit. And Phoebe's like, shut up. I hate you. I hate you so goddamn much. And Cole's like, ah, but hate is just the other side of love. God. Wah, 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 wah. And Phoebe's like, ugh. She stomps out of the office. Kaya is still sitting in the lobby after she got kicked out. Okay, I feel like this is an actual law firm. I feel like people would have questions about the lady in the leather bustier just sitting in the waiting room. Nah, they know Cole. <laughs> so Kaya sh- shapeshifts into Phoebe in her present outfit. Mm-hmm. And Phoebe leaves and goes out the elevator and just misses seeing Paige and Piper come in. So, of course, Paige and Piper see Kaya looking like Phoebe making out with Cole. And they're like, ooh, gross! He's so evil and slimy. But come on, he's still sexy. Yeah, seriously. They're all, they're acting all grossed out, but like, Cole is hot. Like, just because he is mega Satan doesn't mean you have to be like, oh, gross. You know what? I, I have to say something about Paige. Okay. She's stronger than, than anyone else I know because... I don't think she has once said I told you so about Cole being evil. <laughs> she did once when they were in the cage, but she got it out of her system. I would mention all the time. <laughs> I would be very annoying about that. But Piper's like, oh, gross. It's so awful. And Paige is like, maybe she's just fucking him for information. And Piper's like, you know what? Okay, I can accept that. They're so disgusted, though, that they don't even stay to confront Cole, the thing that they stormed in to do. How did they get... I'm freezing, probably. I was like, there's a whole building of people who should be stopping them, but... Yeah, no. Piper can just freeze all the way up. Although, I guess that wouldn't be personal gain. I don't know. So, back in the office, Kai's getting ready to fuck Cole, and Cole's like, yeah, no. I'm I'm totally cool making out with you and getting a blowjob with you in the opening, you know, when you're shapeshifted to look like my ex-wife, but full-on penetrative sex is a bridge too far, Kaya. Meanwhile, down in the lobby, Cole's demon assistant sees sees Phoebe, thinks it's Kaya, grabs her, and is like, Hey, you need to leave Cole alone. You know he's very busy with his master plan to torture the sisters with legal magic so that he can take over the manor and then take control of the Nexus. <laughs> And then he sees, as soon as he finishes this little speech, Kaya gets out of the elevator and he's like, oh no. Okay, you know what? I've enjoyed talking about this episode way more than I was watching it. Uh, he, we did also, there's a lot of slut shaming at the beginning of that speech because he's like, look, I know, like, he's like, you're just a stripper demon and stripper demons don't need to know anything about his secret plan to take over the Nexus by causing the Charmed One's legal issues. Yeah. Ugh. And then he just teleports out of the middle of the lobby with Phoebe. No, nobody what? cares about the masquerade anymore. Masquerade what? No. Back at the manor, Leo, 
Paige and Piper are trying to figure out all of the reasons that Phoebe might have been making out with Cole other than that she turned evil and went back to him. And they're like, how, like, did, how does Shapeshifter not? Shapeshifter doesn't come up. They're like, maybe she was under his control. Maybe she was manipulating him. Maybe we walked into the rock. Yeah, Shapeshifter never comes up. Also, like, you've been, you, you all get possessed all the time. Why don't not, why not, like, assume that the, I don't know, bank robber ghosts that possessed Cole and Phoebe that one time came back or something? Right? But you know what? I was just willing to give them credit for realizing it might be something magical and that it wasn't necessarily Phoebe being evil. The clock reminds them that they set up that Paige needs to be somewhere at two and Paige orbs right under the blank. God, she got really good at orbing really fast. She's got, like, precision orbing now. She orbs right under the blankets as they're opening the cell, and, uh, yeah. Daryl seems surprised that she made it. She can orb, Daryl. She, if she's ever late, she's sending you a message, because she can orb. So. Imagine if you're supposed to meet Paige Matthews somewhere, and she's late. That's how you know that she just has contempt for you. Hmm. So, Cole's assistant guy has shimmered Phoebe into his penthouse... And Cole comes in, Phoebe tries to make a break for it, but the demon assistant guy grabs her arm and explains the situation. Cole and Cole's like, mm-hmm, 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 okay. Blows the guy up, and he's like, so Phoebe, what's up? And Phoebe's like, I know about your master plan. And he's like, you know about, like... I said that he was trying to steal the Nexus before, but actually... The demon assistant didn't say that part. So he does say, you know, I'm trying to steal the Nexus. And Phoebe's like, oh, and Cole's like, oh, God damn it. Thank God that you can't, thank God you can't unreact to stuff. Uh, he puts a spell on the penthouse so that she can't leave and nobody can orb in. Yeah, because she's like, Leo, and he's like, I obviously have it white lighter proofed. I just... <laughs> Hey, look who figured out wards. I know. The Charmedals are just so bad about their wards. Anyway, they realize that they need to keep Phoebe here until they're done with their evil plan, because obviously she'll stop it. So Phoebe's like, my sisters will realize that I'm missing. And Cole's like, I mean, I guess they will. Okay, the... This was a good line, though. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, I'm really, I really am sorry that I had to mess with your job because I know how important it is to you. I just needed something to keep you distracted while I destroyed the club and sent Paige to jail. And it's like, he knew that on the list of Phoebe's priorities. <laughs> Her column, the club, Then Paige. way down yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I was touching the floor for those of you who aren't secretly spying on us while we record these. Anyway, Kaya comes in. She's shifted as Phoebe. And Phoebe's like, oh, gross. Gross, Cole. Cole? Ugh. And Cole's like, there's leftover Chinese in the fridge. Bye. He did talk to Kaya earlier about torturing and killing uh, Paige and Piper. So I guess we know he's super extra evil now. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, he seemed pretty apathetic about Piper and Paige for most of his redescent into evil yeah but now he's now he's back to being full-on evil also piper's piper's invincible dude good luck with that Mm, yeah so he tells phoebe that he needs her to go to the manor and pretend to be phoebe so that they don't realize phoebe right he tells kaya that she needs to go to the manor and pretend to be phoebe 
so that they don't realize that Phoebe is missing. And she's like, I can be Phoebe. And he's like, don't twirl your hair. It's too unsophisticated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They should have given her pages the lollipop thing. Yes. It just isn't in joke. But yeah, he's like, look, all you have to do is like keep them thinking that Phoebe's not trapped up here for a while. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this part is dark. I feel like this is too dark for how ridiculous the rest of this episode is. Yeah, Cole teleports into the woman who Paige ran into's hospital room. And he's like, so I'm a lawyer. And she's like, yeah, of course you are. And he's like, you're the person who got hit by Paige Matthews, right? And she's like, yes. And then he kills her with magic. Like, it's grim and graphic. And it's just like, huh, that's dark. Yeah, well, we need to not have any good feelings towards Cole for what happens to him next episode. I think last episode I said that this was Cole's last episode. It's not. It's next episode. Yeah, you're right. This is the... Yeah, this is the... I don't even want to say the kick the dog moment because that seems to be trivial trivializing it, but ugh, yeah, this this is the extra thing that we see Cole doing so that we don't feel bad when they kill him for realsies next episode. Also, it's just really tonally weird because it's not it's not like the sisters really take it hard or seriously. I mean, I guess Paige a little bit, but you know. Not really. <laughs> anyway. So, Kaya, as Phoebe, goes into the manor and she's like, It's me, Phoebe Hollowell, your sister. And Piper's like, You're under magic mind control, and that's why you were making out with Cole and acting all weird. And Kaya's like, Wow, freebie. Okay. <laughs> it Honestly, it is a freebie because she's like, Knows nothing about Phoebe. And they're like, oh, your memory's messed up. Must be the mind control. Yeah, seriously, this is this is a lucky break for Kaya. Yeah. She tells them that she realizes she definitely is under mind control and that what they need to do is take away her powers so that she doesn't misuse them in case Cole takes control. And... I mean, good thinking on Kaya's part. Kaya is smart. Kaya is, Kaya is smarter than all... Most demons who have tried to take out the Charmed Ones. If she didn't have the dead weight of Cole (laughs) and his love for Phoebe, she could have taken out the Charmed Ones herself. Hmm. So, Leo's like, is that such a good idea? Won't we need the power of three if Cole attacks? And Piper's like, the power of three hasn't done jack shit against Cole up until this point, which, fair. Plus, we can always, like, bring it back. It's fine. I do, I do, you know what? I like Kaya. I like Kaya. I'm sad that she's going to die this episode. But she says, you know, I am my own worst enemy because she's Phoebe's worst enemy. It's cute. It's cute. She's smart. So at Cole's apartment, Phoebe remembered that she has the levitation power and she floats up to the ceiling to see if Cole's magic shield doesn't cover the vents. To be fair. If the sisters put wards up around the manor, which they don't, they would definitely forget to ward the vents. So, you know. But, oh no, Piper casts the spell to remove Phoebe's powers, and it removes Phoebe's powers. Now she can't levitate or have premonitions anymore. She's completely helpless. Meanwhile, back at the... (laughs) Meanwhile, back at the manor, 
they tell Kaya as Phoebe, okay, try levitating. And she stands up and, like, puts her arms up in the air like Superman. And they're like, that's not the weird gesture Phoebe makes when she levitates. I mean, it's not not the weird gesture Phoebe makes when she levitates. She's not acting that out of character for Phoebe. I know. Honestly, Phoebe gets so mad that they didn't realize that Kaya wasn't her, but... Uh, yeah, it's not on them, Phoebe. It's not on them. So Piper brings Phoebe to her room so she can relax, and she's like, "Do you want some tea?" And Kaya's like, "Yeah, caffeination is exactly what's going to help me relax." Sure, get me some tea. You know, not all tea is caffeinated. You know that is true. Some tea is in fact relaxing. Like that one with the the bear, right? Yeah, sleepy time tea. Although, isn't it supposed to be, like, really disgusting? Or Celestial Seasonings, who makes the Sleepy Time Tea with the bear on it, is, like, a bad company. Not like... Not like the sugar-free gummy bears bad. No, they have, like, bad... They have, like, bad industrial practices. Okay, you, you know the thing about the sugar-free... I do know the thing about the sugar-free gummies. Like, I feel really bad okay. because... Like, those reviews are really funny, but they're horrible things that happen to real people. Eh. Kaya finds a knife in Phoebe's panty drawer, and it's like, all right. Knife in the panty drawer, my kind of girl. And she teleports back to the penthouse, and Cole (laughs) Cole teleports right after her, seeing her standing over Phoebe's unconscious body with a knife, and he's like, Kaya, what did you do? And she's like, I didn't do anything. Knives don't knock people unconscious. She's like, I was just checking on her. And Cole's like, I didn't tell you to check on her. I told you to go to the manor and pretend to be her. Cole's like, God damn it. No, why does no one just do what I tell them to do? Maybe if you stopped blowing up your assistant's call, this would not be an issue. Yeah. So he carries Phoebe's unconscious body. She fell like four feet. I'm sorry. It's embarrassing that she's unconscious from that. Like, I'm not saying it would be great. Also a little troubling. The fact that she's been unconscious for this long means that there has been severe brain damage. (laughs) Yeah, that's what white lighters are for. Yeah. Then Cole kisses her unconscious body. Not okay. And shimmers away. Yeah. And she wakes up and is like, oh no, how'd I get here? And then she passes out again. (laughs) Seriously, she... I mean, I know it's it's a... it's a staple of the genre, but, like, she really should go to a hospital. Being knocked unconscious is genuinely really bad for you, but whatever. She's protected by good magic or whatever. It's a staple of the genre. You can't question it. Everyone in Buffy should be in comas. Okay, so um, this is just a Kaya fan podcast now. Okay. She's so smart. So she shimmers back to Phoebe's room and she puts on headphones so that when Piper's like, Phoebe, why didn't you hear me calling? She can be like, oh, sorry, I was just listening to music to help me relax, to cover for the fact that she had orbed away or shimmered away. Hey, those are the same uh, headphones she was wearing when she was dancing after Ken Marino died. Yeah, they are. Her boyfriend, Ken Marino. He had an actual name. I don't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. All right, everyone goes to the prison to tell Paige that she's being charged with vehicular homicide because the woman died. And thus, the bail is now $60,000. They are way more concerned about where they're going to get the money than the fact that demons have killed this woman and they have not saved her. And Kai's like, a bail bonds person. 
because Cole told her, like, look, make sure that they get the money from a bail bonds person. I'm saying bail bonds person because we did seven seasons of Once Upon a Time as a podcast. They say bail bondsmen. Yeah. And you know what? Kaya is Phoebe is right. She's like, that's what they're for. That's what they are for. We'll just go get a, we'll just go get a bail bonds person. And Piper's like, I guess we'll have to put the house up for collateral because my club is filled with rats. I feel like you could still put the club up, right? Mm. Rats are cool. Everyone loves rats. Well, the only value of the club is the business because I don't think they own the land the club is on. If they own the land the club is on, it's a different scenario. Mm. Anyway, they go. They they get the they get the money from the from the bail bondsman. They put the house up for collateral. He tells them to give them the deed to the house as collateral. It's not how that would work. He'd have a lien on the house. It's so exhausting. Demons. I know, but it's exhausting. Yeah. And and he he writes out the receipt and he's like, "You have to hold on to this because whoever holds on to this is the legal owner of your house now." Yeah. And if you lose it, it's like a coat check ticket. If you lose it, then the house is gone forever. I mean, if you lose your coat check ticket, you still can, they'll still give you your coat. Anyway, then once they leave, the bail bondsman shape shifts back into Cole. It was Cole the whole time, which explains why none of this makes any legal sense. See, you were talking about him being a good lawyer. Well, no, no, I'm, he, he just told, yeah, he, he had them sign over the house, even though that's not how it would work with a real bail bondsman, but it's okay because he's not a real bail bondsman. So, they drive back home, which seems weird because they've got, like, two people who can orb, but whatever. They drive back home, and they walk in through the front door, and Cole's already redecorated. He also tells them that he has warded the house against orbing because he's not them. He knows that he needs to do stuff like that. And they're like, um, but as long as we have the receipt that Phoebe's holding on to, you don't legally own the house. And Phoebe's like, ha ha. Got ya. I'm actually Kaya. Yeah. I feel like it was a bad move on her part to shapeshift back into Kaya, but, you know. Yeah, she could have just kept pretending to be Phoebe and just pretended to be evil. But instead, uh, she shapeshifts back and uh, Piper's like, oh, gross, a blonde. And she Cole, she does say, she actually says that. Yeah. And Cole's like, bye bye And he speed pushes them out of the house. It's a, it's a nice thing because it's it's a dark mirror of when Graham's force pushed them out of the house in the time travel episode because she didn't know who they were as adults. Demons be gone! And then Cole uses his fire powers to close the door. I mean, he, he closes the door with his powers and we see little flames go up around it. And again, it's a dark mirror of the way that Prue telekinetically closed the door at the end of important episodes. So it... I'm grudgingly acknowledging that it's well done. Oh, also, I'm sorry. Did we mention that Cole isn't wearing a suit anymore? He's 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 wearing a black turtleneck and suit jacket now. He's Steve Jobs now. Oof. Or or speaking of evil blondes, he's uh Elizabeth, Elizabeth Holmes. Holmes. God. And he talks like this. Have you seen her trying to? Uh rehab her image oh my god she's like i'm just a housewife now 
and I'm so sorry for all of the people I killed. Anyway, Kai is still trying to bone Cole. It's like, girl, stop barking up that tree. He's got no wood for you. Yeah, and she shapeshifts back into Phoebe, and she's like, you know, I know all sorts of weird sex stuff that Phoebe would never even imagine. I know all of the dark sexual secrets of the underworld. Kaya does butt stuff. Kaya does butt stuff. I was going to say she does it above the covers, but yes, Kaya does butt stuff. That's always the thing when people talk about that. I'm like, okay, like, the, th- the, the fact of the matter is there's only so much you can do with another person. Like, <laughs> like it ends at butt stuff, Kaya. Come on. I mean, I guess maybe she could have, like, secret demon orifices or something. Okay, we're done with that. Outside of the manor, <laughs> Piper realizes that she can't undo the spell that they did to take away Phoebe's powers because they it left the... It was too poorly written. Well, they, it was poorly written, so she can't remember it, and they left it in the manor. It's weird that she didn't use one of the other spells that was already in the book for this sort of thing. Yeah, she just wrote her own real fast. Yeah. So Kaya's all angry at being rejected by cole so she goes to the penthouse to fight phoebe now 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 perfectly symmetrical fighting never solved anything mm-hmm. and she's all like you don't deserve cole he loves you so much and he doesn't love me and she's like i don't want him take him and she's like i will take him after i kill you and since phoebe no longer has her powers of premonition or levitation to defend herself kaya is just beating the shit out of her and she, she gets Phoebe's knife ready to stab her with. And Phoebe's like, hey, that's my knife! <laughs> and 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 she shapeshifts back into, like, Kaya shapeshifts back into herself. And Phoebe's like, ugh, a blonde. <laughs> and Kaya's like, you already did that joke! Anyway, Phoebe's powers come back down through the vent and she's re-empowered. Yeah, Piper remembered the spell or whatever and she reversed it. And... Now that Phoebe has her levitation power, Kaya doesn't stand a chance. Honestly, I understand we only have a few minutes left in this episode, but that problem was solved just by Piper thinking about it for a second. That's not that's not a satisfying conclusion to that particular problem. Okay, but the thing is, she stabs Kaya and Kaya explodes because she's one of those demons that just explodes when you stab them, I guess. Uh-huh. And- I was thinking, what was going on with that knife? <laughs> This is why they should have, and this is why they need to hang on to enchanted objects. Like, mm. maybe that's the knife they used to kill Hakate that was, like, blessed five dozen times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Phoebe raises her arms above her head and then flies out the, uh, <laughs> out the, the vent. vent. So I guess that would have worked. But also, hey, she did the gesture you were <laughs> being an asshole to Kaya about earlier this episode. Uh, also, so she-, she can just, like, fly now. Flying is just levitating a lot. Okay, I, then I feel like it should get more play. Yeah. This is this is the best her flying is. This is the best her levitation has ever looked, and this looks terrible. But she just shoops out the uh, vent. She returns to the manor, and she fills in Piper and Phoebe on Cole's plan. She also is really annoyed that they thought Kaya was her, and it's like, Phoebe, don't, don't pull that thread. Seriously. <laughs> And Paige is like, hey, why don't we do that thing, like, from that episode of Buffy with Vampire Willow, where regular Willow pretends to be Vampire Willow. And Phoebe's like, shut up, Paige. I just had an idea. I'm going to do that thing 
that uh, happened in Buffy with the episode with Vampire Willow, where, where Willow pretended to be Vampire Willow. She also has a plan for getting rid of Cole, which is she's going to let him take the Nexus into him. And since, as I said, they're conflating the Woogie with the Nexus. And, and the Nexus with the Hollow. Yeah. So once he takes the Nexus into him, she's going to do the Woogie banishing spell. And then the Nexus and Cole will both be banished, even though that's not really how the Nexus works. But you know what? I'm not going to complain about this because I really do like the Woogie banishing spell. That... Yeah. You cannot have this Hallowell. I really like that. Okay. I just want to... Just want to... For the record, I can't promise I won't ever do this again. The Woogie is a disembodied presence that lives... That is trapped in the Nexus. It is the black smoke thing that comes out and possesses people. It is separate from the Nexus, which is their source of power. Not their main one, obviously. The Warren line was still incredibly powerful, which is, but like... Living above the Nexus is what made them able to be born the Charmed Ones. Like, it is a center of power. Mm-hmm. A neutral center of power. But it is distinct from the Hollow, which was a completely separate thing, which lived in this weird wooden little box that devoured magic and was neutral. But it was just a neutral power siphon and now they're all the same and cole is down in the basement and he takes it into him yeah because the only one of those three things that you consciously took into yourself was the hollow Mm -hmm. the woogie could possess you but that's different so cole cole takes in the power and he's like ah now you're going to be evil and thus mine and phoebe does the woogie banishing spell Everyone gets sucked into all of the demons on the property get sucked into the nexus, which then reseals itself under the uh, floorboards. You know, it was nice of the nexus to just take all the demons with it. It really didn't need to do that. You know, it was like, you know what? I owe you one girl. Yeah. Including Cole. It drags Cole into itself. And Phoebe's like, well, that's the last I'll ever see of Cole. Just kidding. He's back. Not even the Nexus can kill him. Yeah, he teleports up and Phoebe's like, oh, I kind of assumed you were dead. And he's like, yeah, well. Yep. He said, he's like, it turns out not even the Nexus can kill me. So. Oh, well. And Phoebe's like, yeah, but you know what? You know what happened there? I thought you were dead and I felt nothing. Like, that is how little I feel for you. This is very much the moment from Buffy when they're fighting in the mall and she's like, I'm getting closer to being able to kill you. Mm. With Angel. Yeah. Although, really, she should... I mean, she's basically telling Cole now. She's like, yeah, um, you know how earlier in the episode you were like, ooh, anger's the flip side of love? Not even angry anymore. Not mad. Just annoyed. And, like, you know, we are going to figure out how to vanquish you, and then you'll be dead forever, and I'll never think about you ever again. So, And Cole's like... Cole pouts. He literally pouts. He's like, you're mean. And then he he dramatically turns and then teleports. He's like, this is not a safe space for me. So the lighting is back to normal, so everyone assumes they can just walk into the house, which they do. Yep. Paige is like, where's the demons? And Phoebe's like, got rid of them. They're all gone. And Piper's like, you couldn't have saved one for us? And Phoebe's like, no, but I am ready to kill Cole. And Paige is like, again? Because, like, you were really on the kill coal train for a while there. 
She's like, I feel like we have killed Cole a lot. Oh, also, they decide because there's only a few minutes left in the episode and... We can just use magic to fix all of the stuff Cole made bad. Since Cole did it, it's not personal gain to use magic to fix it. Whatever. Not even on screen. So we're just at the point where, like, they can do whatever. Let's say Mo. So Cole is back at the Demon Strip Club. And he's called a new stripper, and he's like, you're Kaya's friend? And she's like, well, I was, which is fantastic. <laughs> he's like, do the thing Kaya did. And she turns into Phoebe. And he's like, now grind on me. And she's like, tell me what you want me to do. And he's like, I want you to die. And he stabs her, and she you know, burns up, and he's like, yeah. She's like, no, I don't want to die wearing these terrible suspenders. Why am I wearing suspenders at a strip club? well they're to keep the giant pants she's inexplicably wearing up you you would want her giant pants to fall off at the demon strip club god they're wearing so much clothes but yes now cole is clearly ready to kill phoebe too so we're, we're set up for the cole being gone for everything which will happen next episode the thing is this is genuinely a really bad episode but i had a lot of fun with it Okay, as I said, I did not have fun when I was watching it, but I did have a lot of fun talking about it just now. So the next episode is definitely the last Cole episode. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, the next episode is called Centennial Charmed. Ugh. Is it the 100th episode? Let's look into that. When Cole alters reality to destroy the power of three, Phoebe sets out to vanquish Cole for good. Phoebe? Yeah weird because it's Paige in the episode phoebe's still the queen of hell in the alternate well you know what we'll talk about it next week or <laughs> two weeks from now but yeah yeah it's weird saying goodbye to cole because we we do love cole thanks to this episode we can no longer say that we're a pro cole podcast yeah definitely not but like Cole was one of the strongest characters Charmed ever did. We'll do a full Requiem thing next episode, but yeah, we're seeing the end of Cole. Oh, are we going to do like a Cole in memoriam, like looking back and playing the music? In the arms of the angels. All of Cole's like greatest hits. We'll end on like a, a picture of him doing this, that the, the one that Phoebe put in the <laughs> Book of Shadows yeah. of his human form. Where he, he's doing the uh, he's doing the middle school uh, school picture pose. I just I'm imagining her descendants reading the book and being like, "Oh my God, Grandma was horny on Maine," which I guess is a tradition with the Hallowells. Yeah. Slash Warrens. Yeah, I mean, like, look at Grams. Yep, I that's what that's who I was looking at. So our segments. Yes. Much like the Charmed Ones, we have our own power of three. The first power in our pack is Premonition, who in this episode is, was, or will become famous. Okay, the the guy who was the fake Bill Bonds person, he's in stuff. He's played by Christopher Darga, who you've seen be the slimy asshole in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's got 165 credits, which are all like one part one episode roles on various tv shows he's that guy yeah he's in the parlance of our podcasts he's a hey it's that guy you know him from stuff but more importantly or more premonitionally Mm -hmm. cole's demon assistant was played by eric king 
who is best known for being Dokes on Dexter. And if for those of you who haven't watched Dexter, that's like the one cop who's like, hey, this blood spatter analysis guy seems like a serial killer. Does anyone else think this guy is a serial killer? Nah. So I think he is probably the most famous uh, guest star in this episode. Not the woman who played Kaya? No, who weirdly has credits in both porns and mainstream movies. I feel like... I feel like unless you're a big star, you don't do a lot of crossover, but she appears to have done a lot of crossover. Yeah, which is good for her. She did a perfectly fine job in this episode. She was fine. Yep. I wouldn't have known that she was a porn actress. That'll bring us to the second power in her pack. Uh, Time freeze. What specifically dated this episode? Okay, I know this is going to sound bad because, like, I know this is still an issue today, but the attitude towards sex work seemed very distinctly... No, seriously, the late 90s, early 2000s were heavy, heavy misogyny, like, even more so than now. Yeah, like, we skipped over a lot of it, but, like, every time anyone talks to Kaya... They're talking about how, like, glow and gross it is that she strips. You're all demons. Who cares? Like, I mean, I... Also, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, I... Maybe stripping's a morally good act, and that's why they're against it. But, like, everyone is so shitty to Kaya about the fact that she's a stripper, which... Who cares? You know, if Kaya was on her own, she would have taken out the Charmed Ones... Or at least Phoebe. Well, but by taking out Phoebe, she takes out the power of three, and therefore she can take out the Charmed Ones. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck all these dudes. And other women, I mean. Yeah! I I guess none of the, I guess the sisters don't know that she's a sex worker, so they're not shitty to her about that. Yeah, they're just horrified that she's blonde. Yeah. (laughs) For me. Not a great time for, not not a great time for women. No. Uh, For me, it was Paige's accident. We already kind of previewed that she was talking on her phone in a way that I feel like we don't do anymore, or at least we know better than. Some people still do it, but... I mean, Bluetooth wasn't even really a thing, so... And she's driving a Volkswagen. They had The Volkswagen Beetle had had a real resurgence at the time, and one of the weird things about the Volkswagen Beetle is that it has the spot on the dashboard for a vase, and she had the vase with flowers in it on her dashboard. Uh, That feels like... A real, a, a real late '90s, early 2000s thing where it was like, oh, the Volkswagen Beetle. Let's put the little flowers back like we used to in the '60s. I mean, she even has the iconic green one, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it was a really cool car. Yeah. Not to be incredibly basic, but that was a really cool car. Except that the engine was in the back and the trunk was in the front. So if you were... Oh, hey, look. It, it matches the episode. So if you were in a collision, there was, like, really nothing in front of you to protect you? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That'll take us to the third power in your pack. Telekinesis. What, if anything, genuinely moved you? Nothing. 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 I, I feel like I enjoyed the episode more than you while we were watching it. And it, it was a lot of fun to talk about, but, like... You're not having emotions over anything that happened. Honestly, it's appropriate that Cole showed up and was like, hey, did you know that you can just put up fields around orbing? Because I wasn't being moved anywhere. I mean, I don't think it counts as genuinely moving, but the scene where he killed that lady was genuinely off, you know, disturbing and creepy. But Yeah, off-putting. Off-putting, yeah. 
But yeah, I think that'll about do it. I think that does do it for this week. Our show is partially listener supported. If you want to be one of the supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maricruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, Dan, and Anthony. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you can tweet at us at ilovetvzines, or email us at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hollowell Manor. Manor.